everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Amber. We're identical twin sisters from Southern California. While we may look exactly alike, sometimes we think that's all we have in common. We invite you to grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and hang out with us for a little bit. This is Hashtag Twin Life Podcast. Woo! Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, twin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Um, my name is Amber, and my co-host here, twin host, is Ashley. And thank you again so much for listening. If this is your first time and you've never listened to us, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe in any form on any platform that you listen to us, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts, etc. Um, we would appreciate that. And also hit the bell or the notification, um, alert on there. So you guys know every Wednesday that we come up with a brand new podcast for you guys. Um, and then in our description box and our show notes is where you guys can get a hold of us, contact us, you know, follow us on our socials. So feel free to do that as well. We'd really appreciate it. And five stars is always appreciated too. So on that note, how was your week twin? Um, my week is good. We were recording on a Sunday again, so we're back to the old routine. Um, yeah, it's been pretty good. I let's see. I've been doing pretty good about putting up content um, on my YouTube. We went for a hike yesterday with some of the moms from F forty five, and that was really cool. I saw. I'm not usually, yeah, I'm not usually like a hiker, a hiking type of person, but um, it was like a really small one, so it wasn't too bad. Phoenix loved it. He had super, had so much fun. Um, there was a bunch of kids. There was like, I think a total of seven kids, eight kids, something like that. So it was like a nice big group of kids and they all bonded pretty quickly and they had tons of fun playing and, um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Phoenix is getting used to like being around different groups of friends and being able to like, you know, meet new people and stuff. So he was super excited about it. So it was really fun. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the highlight of the week so far. Oh, still studying. I'm only, I've got like six more chapters until I am done with the studying part of my certification. And then we're well, not the studying, the reading the material part. And then I'll probably study like solid for like a week. And then, um, once I'm done with that, I'm thinking I'll probably be able to take the test on June 1st is like my mental deadline, um, is when I want to be able to take the test. So We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But anyways, how's your week been? Um, good. It was my first official week of work. So for the first time in my entire Yay. life, I got up at, I had to be at work at eight and got off work at five and it was like interesting. Uh, it was good though. I liked it. It was kind of, I feel like Friday was pretty boring because, um, I guess there's just not like, I'm, I'm used to working in positions where it's always the expectation that I need to be doing something productive. And so when I am not doing something productive and I know I'm getting paid to sit there, I'm just like, there's got to be something I need to do. And really the, like when I don't have stuff to do, there's training videos and stuff that I can watch and you know, stuff like that. So I kind of just am waiting to like build up that more, like the more responsibility. So I have more to do throughout my work day, but it just seems like on Friday, it just seemed like the last three hours just drug on because there wasn't a lot to do. So <laughs> hopefully that's not yeah. every single week. But um, other than that, I mean, it's not difficult for me to do. I'm p- catching on really, really well. So 
Um, but yeah, my first official week. So go me. And so tomorrow starts, starts another week. So I like it though. I like being at work during the day and getting dressed and, you know, driving to the office and getting that time in the morning to, to myself. And I've been making these really fun, like, so we have a Keurig in the office and there's, um, they have like all the different flavor, like Keurig coffees. But then, um, my boss, Kim, she brought like a container of hot chocolate in there and no one ever drinks the hot chocolate because everybody drinks coffee. Um, Mm. so I was using like, it's like a caramel macchiato coffee Keurig from Starbucks. And I do that with the hot chocolate and milk in it. So good. Yeah. So good. So I've started drinking coffee in the morning. I'm not used to that. I'm used to drinking five hour energies. I would rather drink a five hour and then drink like a tea. Um, but I was just, I've just been like some of the mornings this week, I was just tired and I just needed like, I didn't have any, I didn't have any five hours. So I just kind of needed the, the jolt, but it's nice. So anyways, yeah, that was my week. Sweet. Yeah. That's super exciting. Oh, I did have an MRI yeah. this week for my knee. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I did find out that I, I don't know like all the things I'll know more tomorrow when I go in for my first physical therapy appointment tomorrow. But I, I just know that I have like a little bit of a tear in my, or like a, a wearing of my meniscus. They're not sure if it's torn specifically or not, but it's definitely kind of worn down. And like, there's like a stress, like there's stress, a lot of stress on my knee, which could just be a lot from F45, just working out intensely. So, um, so hopefully some rehab and physical therapy and stuff, and I'll be back to normal. So I'll keep you guys posted on the progress. Sweet. Yeah. But so I guess we can jump into the topic, which is kind of a good one. And I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a back and forth debate, but not debate, but like back and forth conversation. Cause I think we kind of have a, strong, have, a lot of thoughts. have a lot of thoughts on it. So, um, there is an article in a couple different, a couple different magazines. Basically, if you, if you like Google Chad Johnson, which is Ocho Cinco, he used to be, he used to play for the Bengals back in the day. He is now retired. Um, he posted on Twitter a conversation that he had with his daughter that basically was like, um, her, his daughter texted him and said that he's going to go to, he's headed to Miami. And she's like, let me know when you go to Miami, because I want you to pick up these new shoes that I want. And, and he said, well, you said you were getting a job. He's like, I worked at McDonald's by Edison to attain extra stuff when I want, I wanted in school. And she was like, well, yeah, when I get a, when I finish school, I'm going to get a job, but I'm like, how am I going to get a job when I'm with school full time and I have track practice every day? Um, so he, his thing on Twitter was parenting 101. Kids don't understand the sacrifices it takes. Okay. So, um, he also clapped back at somebody because he was like, you know, I had a 2.2 GPA and I was working full time in school during school at McDonald's. Yeah. So they were like, you were like, uh, 2.2. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you talking about this 2.2 GPA? Like, um, it's barely passing. Yeah. That's not even passing. Yeah. It's literally barely passing. Yeah. So his response back was, I caught the bus to school, then went to football practice, caught the bus to McDonald's for a six hour shift, all while maintaining a 2.2 GPA and being a star athlete. And let me tell you, some people came, like people came for him about like, uh, 2.2 like that's not passing 
as far as I know. Yeah. I don't know what school he went to, but you had to I thought two point five two point either well two point eight, two point seven, like you have to have a C average at least. So the fact that he's like out here bragging about a two point two GPA was just and some showed schools, his lack of we, intelligence. I think some schools for us, like the the district standard may have been like a two point oh or a two point five or whatever, but like your coach could require that you maintain a three point five to play your sport or whatever it is. And so I mean so that you know, they under like and also some people's parents like required them to keep a higher GPA than that in order to play their sport. So Yeah, I just thought I don't know about so, all that. Yeah, so that kinda so the way that leads into our topic today is do we feel like and you guys please let us know what you think, how you feel about this, but do you think that it is that we that kids have to quote unquote suffer or grind out life because their parents had to grind out life in order to get to the level of success. Like and we're talking about like parents that are successful to where they don't really worry about finances, like they're not worried about where the next meal is going to come from. They're not working two or three jobs themselves, but even people do that. Even people are working two to three jobs themselves. So their kids don't have to work. So their kids can focus on school. So it's that whole mentality of like, you know, I walked a mile in the snow both ways to school with no jacket on just to get my education. And it's like, cool, but why do I have to do that? You know, like, why do you, right. so do you think that that's necessary? Do you think that kids have to, you know, have some sort of like to, to build a level of um, compassion, to build, you know, work ethic, you know, all those things. Do you think they have to grind out, you know, grind out life? I mean, do you think it's okay to help. I, I don't think it'll be a surprise to anybody that I a hundred percent disagree with this. I think it's, I think people, as people become parents, I feel like they, some parents can develop an envy for the lives that they're, the life that their kids currently have. And they're like, well, I, if I had, if I went to this private school that I would have been so grateful, or if I had a brand new car when I turned 16, I would have been so grateful, or I drove a hoopty for 10 years before I bought, scrounged up to money to buy my first car, or I was in my 30s before I was able to put money down on a house, or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, that may be a lot of people's lives. Sure, that's tough, and that sucks, and it took a lot of work, and a lot of probably a lot of education and a lot of long hours and a lot of, a lot of long nights. And that's great. But the thing that people don't understand is that school is a job. Like nobody, people, when people say like, Oh, we're going to, my kids are going to work when they leave school. That's like you having a second job. Kids are at school from what? Seven, eight in the morning until three, four in the afternoon. That's a whole job. They go and to school 40 hours they- a week. That's yeah. I mean, and that's if they that's don't if they don't do extracurriculars. Yeah. So basically, what you're doing, if reality is, you're asking your child to pick up a second job, which to me is like, okay, that's already a lot. Um, not only that, is that they have their entire lives to work. If you are in the position, and my thought is, if you're if your kids have to work because you genuinely can't afford the thing, like the extra things that they want to do, like. They want to play basketball. So in order for them to be able to afford the shoes, the equipment, the travel, the, the jerseys, the whatever it costs, they have to work because you financially can't do it. But we're talking about people who can and are choosing not to in this situation. And I think that if you're just not doing it just because you're like, well, this is, you're going to become a brat or you're going to become spoiled because I bought you a pair of shoes. 
I think Kevin Hart was the one that talked about this the funniest in his new stand-up. He talks about taking his kids to Disneyland and flying private with his kids. Yeah. And how his oldest called him because she was flying with her aunt somewhere and they weren't flying in first class or no, they weren't flying private. And she didn't understand because she literally didn't even know there was another part of the airport where people flew on a plane with 150 other people. She had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, wait, she took us to this thing. And she's like, I couldn't take all my bags on the plane. And they put it on this belt and they took my this from me and blah, blah, blah. And he was just laughing to himself because he was like, well, she has no idea that like, hey, that's how the most of the world flies, you know? And he's even said like, I have to take responsibility for that because I've spoiled my kids to the point that they don't even know, quote unquote, what, you know, the average person deals with. And, you know, or like Disneyland, he said, every time he takes his kids to Disneyland, he rents the whole park. Who does that? Kevin Hart. You know why he, but I would argue that if I was going to go to Disneyland, I would love to rent the whole park. A, it's way faster. B, people get, it's like, there's no way to hit everything in Disneyland, even if you rent the whole park. Like, there's so much stuff. Um, like, And so I just think that, like, why not rent the park if you can? Why not give your kids the most amazing experience? Because the reality is they only are kids for literally 17 years. That's it. They only are kids for 17 years. And the rest of their life, they're going to be working and, you know, trying to pay paying their old bills and taking care of their families and doing all this stuff. And so I think the longer we can preserve their childhood, the better. And part of childhood is being taken care of by a parent. That's what we sign up for. So anyways, that was a very long, long rant, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, my thoughts are very like similar to that. You know, I think that it's important that we, I think it's interesting because we kind of had a conversation with our mom, similar to this, because we, both of our children have like toy stores for bedrooms. Yeah. And like, I was just getting this kind of feeling a little bit like, okay, Landon is literally every, if we go in the store and he, there's like a toy he likes, we just get, we just get it for him because we, you know, it's like not a stress, but then, but then for my thought is like, well, what if we get to a point where it is a stress? So now he just has this expectation that every time we go to the store, you know, he gets a toy. My mom was like, well, no, she was like, when I had the ability to do that with you guys, I did. Like, if there's no actual reason that you have to explain to them to tell them no, it may hurt your pride to have to be like, you know what, right now that's just not in the budget, but we, I'll get it for you as soon as we can. That may suck to have to say to your kid, but it's better to say that and give them a reason than to just get mad at them because they want, because you've set this expectation of, for them that like, you know, we can, if we can get toys, we can, if we can't, we can't. Um, but I was just having an issue trying to find the balance of like, how do you teach your kid to, you know, to understand that they can't get everything they want all the time and everything doesn't go their way, but that's the mentality that plenty of successful people have. They're like, I, I mean, that no obstacles about to get in my way for the things that I want, the things that I'm cool, the goals I'm going after. Like, so it's not necessarily like a bad way to look at the world. It's only a bad yeah. way to look at the world. If you're, if you feel like you have to get step over somebody to get it, you know what I mean? If Landon yeah. felt like he had to have a, to, like, that's the thing they have to deal with with toddlers. It's hard. Toddlers sometimes don't understand that. Like you can't just take something from some, another kid. Like that's theirs. You have your own, that's theirs. You can't have what they have. 
like that is the issue. You can't just assume that whatever somebody else's is yours, that you're entitled to everything. But you can also like appreciate the fact that you should like your your parents are love you and they want to get you gifts and they want to see you smile. And like that's really the reason I get landed toys is because I like seeing the expression on his face when he gets a toy that he loves. And I like seeing him play and use his imagination. And I like that. And yes, I want to yeah. always want, you know, I think every parent, if you don't want this, that's strange. But I think every parent should want their kids to have a better life in any aspect. Like whether it's you come from a household that money was never an issue, but you want to make sure that they have more attention and more love or more focus than you had as a kid. It does not necessarily have to be monetary. Uh, I think that's where people kind of get messed up. Like there's plenty of people, there's plenty of bratty broke kids and there's pretty plenty of humble and kind and sweet kids that never have had to think about money as an issue in their life. And I know some yeah. here in Indiana. And I, I think like one of the biggest comparisons, like it literally just came to me right now is I think I'm sure I've talked about the show, but I'm a huge fan of the show, my 600 pound life. One of the things that is very consistent in a lot of these stories is that they, when, as children, a lot of them did not have access to food when they needed it. And so what happens is the opposite of what you would think would happen. Like you would think that an overweight kid would live in a house where food is plentiful. That's not the case. They lived in houses where food was rare. And their parents didn't have money. And so the cheapest way to give them something to quote unquote spoil them was to give them the dollar freaking, you know, candy or the huge bag of candy that cost $3 at the store because that made their kids smile versus, you know, we can't afford, also, you know, we can barely keep. Also when they are around food, instead of just eating regular portions and knowing that I don't have to feel stuffed because like a ba- like like they're hibernating because they don't know when they're going to get yeah. more food. So they eat everything in sight because they don't know when they're going to have food again and then um and now they're gaining weight because they're eating overeating all the time because they have this mindset that this could be my Fear. last meal. So I have to eat as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Right. And I think that could very easily relate to the idea of like I don't know we sort of like tangent it a little bit, but the idea of like kids People think kids are going to be selfish because you give them too much as children, i.e. give them toy when, whenever they want a toy or whenever they want a this or that. You give that, give it to them. But I honestly think that there's the psychology like behind that is not accurate. I think it's the opposite because kids hoard things in the fear that they're not going to get anything else, which is why a lot of people – which people have that mindset about a lot of things like money. And I think that maybe Ocho Cinco's thought process is that he may have grown up in a household where money was not easily obtained. So to him, spending it on a pair of shoes is like, that's super frivolous. And you should understand that money doesn't go on trees and this and that and whatever. And it's like, well, but that's not her reality. She lives in a house with a man that is worth millions of dollars. <laughs> that is her right. her dad, you know? And we're, I'm not saying, and this is, I hope everyone hears me in this. I'm not saying let's support our kids like people make fun of millennials because they live in their parents' houses until they're 25 or 26 or whatever. Right. Honestly. I think the and they make fun of us as Americans, quote unquote, for doing that. But for everyone knows, in other countries, especially in Eastern Eastern cultures, women especially live in their house. In and Asian cultures, cultures, we learn in Hispanic cultures. In Asian cultures, the women, um, the women move into their husband's home, but he is living with his parents, and he takes over the family home. Like the only people that don't do that is Americans. We're the ones that don't do that. So. 
the idea, but what happens to the people that move to this country and their kids do that is that their kids, the first two years they're working, they don't have to worry about bills. So they can save twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars and then they can put money down on their first house. And now they have a stable job and a house. And then you can let them go. You know what I mean? So it's like there's nothing I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't spoil them. If nothing else, it builds up this good relationship with with money and finances. Because there's not this fear of it always going away, going away. And if mom was on here, she would say that, you know, the universe like only knows what you're putting out there. It doesn't recognize no. It doesn't recognize I don't. It doesn't recognize that. So if you're constantly worried about money and thinking about money all the time and that it's going to leave you or come to you or whatever it is, but you're associating fear with it. It's that's what's going to happen is you are going to lose it because you're like, I, if you, even if you say, I don't want to lose all my money, all the universe knows is lose money. That's all it knows. Even if you say, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you like, even if you try to flip it into a positive way, all it hears is don't lose or all it hears is lose money. That's what's going to happen. So I think that's like a big thing is like, I think the, what people aren't hearing when he said, you need to get a job. I think there might be a little bit of a fear of like, you need to get a job so you can support yourself because nobody, who knows what's going to happen with my, with the money, you know, right. it's not, it may not always be here and this, this and that or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, I, totally, um, I totally think that that's how people, that that's kind of the root of it is fear is the main root of it. You know, fear is why we make like why people are like that. Like, you don't, I don't want my kid to be spoiled or I didn't have it like that. So I don't want my, I want my kids to have the same perspective and be as humble as me. And I'm like, well, first of all, Chad Ochocinco is not like king of, of being humility. You know, hum, yeah. Of humility. That's not, he's cocky and he's a football player, but he's cocky. So I don't think that him by his daughter working at McDonald's is going to show her any kind of humility. If anything, I think that it, it'll distract her from the goals that she already has set, which is to be elite as an athlete and to be great in school. Those are, amazing things. And that's where you want your kid's mindset to be at that age. Like you don't want them doing anything else. Go to school, go to track. Yeah. And I think also too, who says, so in the world of YouTube, okay. Ryan, for example, people don't realize that, or even Gabe and babe, right. Those kids are working. They have jobs. Yeah. They just happen to enjoy their job. So if your child find like example, if your 16 year old, okay, decides that they're a guitarist and they want to go out and do gigs because that's what they love and they happen to make money doing it. That's fantastic. But I feel like if, and if your child really wants to work, like if they really want to go work in a freaking mechanic shop because they love cars, go for it. But forcing my kid to go work at McDonald's because I want to teach them the principles of working to me is dumb. I would rather figure out what your kid loves to do and figure out how they can make money doing what they love to do. That's what we should be doing more of instead of telling our kids, go get a job. No. What do you love to do? Maybe, maybe what he should be focusing on is like, okay, you love sports so much. Chances are, unless you're going to be an Olympian, you're going to need a, some kind of degree to take that to the next level. So what you should be doing is you should be doing an internship with a trainer and learning about all of that stuff right now. Or taking an extra college course on Saturdays because that course is going to teach you about the starting with anatomy and kinesiology and genetics and all of, and, and like form and all of that stuff, right? 
maybe that's what we should be doing. Pushing our kids more towards like the, what they love to do and not focused so much on like a job because the reality is nobody wants to work a job for any point in their life. Most people want to be doing something their whole life. And that's what Ocho Cinco got to do. He was fine working two jobs because football filled him up. Right. And he knew that in his mind, one day I will make money playing football. Why, why would he not just instill that in his daughter? You know? Yeah. Fueled her passion, whatever that is. Yeah, so, exactly. But all right. Well, if you guys, please, we would love, I would love to hear people's thoughts on this because I'm very curious about our fellow parents. Um, that listen so to our podcast. Yeah. What do you guys think? But uh right before we close out, do you have a go girl or no girl? Um, I I have a go girl. Okay. I literally have not painted my nails, and this is super silly, but I literally have not painted my nails in like two weeks. Really? Uh which seems like a lot to me, but like I've literally been so focused on studying that I'm like, I really don't want to take the four if I'm not studying, I'm like sleeping. Like I'm just been so ingrained in like getting all my setting done. So yesterday, um, I kind of took yesterday off after we came back from hiking. I was exhausted, but I, I like sat down, we were watching a movie and I just like painted my nails, painted my toes. And I told Eric, I was like, I feel like a normal human being again, like that my hands and feet are painted. They don't look raggedy. <laughs> like it's just so refreshing. Just like, it's so funny how like stuff like that just fills up your whole day. So, but what about you? Uh, mine's kind of similar. I did in fact paint my nails because I soaked my acrylics off yesterday at home, which is the first time I've ever done that. Um, normally I'm like biting them and cracking them and peeling them off. And I actually soaked them yesterday. Um, That's good. so I did, I did paint my nails. So I was very proud of that. But I also did a twist out on my hair that is fire. So yes. I was Yay. really proud of that because now that my hair is like growing out and like it's getting, the ends are healthier. My curls and my twist out look really good. The one I did last week didn't look great, but I feel like a twist out is kind of like trial and error because you're gonna, you're like, you're bound to have one twist out in the back of your head or the crown of your head that just looks janky because it's really hard to do those. <laughs> do those. Yeah. So I end up like taking them down and then retwisting them like retwisting those little tiny sections or like reparting them. Cause I just can't see the back of my head. Um, but the front of my head always, the front always looks great because I can see that really well, but the back is kind of like touch, you know, like touch and sight, but it looks really cute. And I have my, my photos for um, the website. Um, our headshots for the website are on Tuesday for my new job. So I was, I was a little annoyed cause I wanted, I, of course I'd rather either have my hair silk pressed or braided for this shoot but the twist out's going to have to do. So I'm excited about that. So it'll, it should be good. So I'm happy my twist out turned out good. So, but on that note, thank you guys as always for listening to the hashtag twin life podcast. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, again, just check out the description box for ways to get in touch with us and link up with us. And we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.